listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I'm excited to welcome Leah Tennant. She is the founder and president of Pineapple Support, a nonprofit organization that provides free and subsidized professional mental health care and emotional support to all persons working in the online adult industry. The organization launched back in April 2018, um, and I've been blessed to be a therapist for them uh, for a couple years now, and it has connected well over 2,000 performers to the much-needed resources and is the industry's leading mental health nonprofit. Welcome, Leah. Hello. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Leah and I have had the privilege of working together at events and, um, you know, doing all sorts of things together for Pineapple. And so if folks haven't heard about Pineapple, tell listeners a little bit about it and why you started it. Uh so Pineapple Support, as you said in the intro there, it's a non-profit organization that provides mental health care and emotional support to people working in the online adult industry. Um, as I mean, as you know, but some of this is business may not, it can be really hard finding stigma-free mental health care if you're working in the adult industry and you know you you receive enough stigma from the, the general public for for your choice of, of career. And, and then when you go for mental health support and uh, receive that same stigma from a therapist, and that's not the combination can be deadly, actually, as we found out at the end of 2017, 2018, when five very well-known female performers, all under the age of 35, I think, lost their lives due to an adequate lack, uh, an adequate mental health resource for, for persons in, in, in the adult industry. Uh, and it was that that really prompted me to, to start the charity. Yeah. And I mean, you interview pretty much, I don't know, every therapist to see if they'd be the right fit. And yeah. now there's like hundreds of them all over the world. So <laughs> what do you think makes a quote unquote good therapist for sex workers? Someone that is going to treat the sex worker for their mental health problems and not for their career, which sounds so basic. I mean, if you're an accountant and you go and see a therapist, they don't start telling you, oh, I'm feeling this way because you're an accountant. No. So, you know, of course, working in the adult industry has its own unique stresses, but the majority of people that, that are, especially the country, pay for support, they love their job. They love working in the adult industry. They just have depression or anxiety or BPD yeah. or... And look, there are some folks who maybe don't like it or are having stress related to their job. But what you're saying is, and what I think is crucial, is that anyone in some kind of minority sexuality position, often if a therapist has their own issues or stigma about it, they'll come in and that therapist will assume that their issue is because they're doing that kind of work or because they're non-monogamous or because they're kinky or whatever it is. And so that can that can fuck up the 
therapeutic rapport, you know, for someone to trust you, but also just adds to that stigma. And then, and then oh. the client has to explain themselves to you. Mm-hmm. The, the client is quite often scared or put off from telling the therapist in the first place what they do for a job, which means that they're not able to completely open up and, and be honest, which yeah. you know, is, is going you know, to completely fuck up the relationship between the client and the therapist. And then after they've been getting a barrage of bullshit from maybe their family, from friends, when their friends find out, and then they go and see a therapist and the therapist confirms what they've been hearing from, from everyone else. I mean, that's going to send you on a horrific downward spiral. Yeah. And, and then maybe potentially feel like, or at least folks have told me this, like, why did I even reach out in the first place? Clearly yeah. there's no one who can help me, support me and understand me. And that's it. So I'll just stop trying. Yeah. Yeah. We get that a lot. I don't, I, know, I don't know if you can even help me. I've been to so many therapists, but, oh, and, and I mean, you know, finding the right therapists, no matter what industry you're in, it's, it can be hard. It's, it's like finding, it's, it's a relationship and it's, you know, you have to have that, that bond, that gel to be on some kind of similar wavelength to your therapist. So yeah, some of it's going to be trying and error. Just um, a lot harder when you're in the industry. Is there anything else you'd look for and what would help make a good fit? It depends on the person. That's, that's what I really love about that. We've got 180 therapists now and everyone's so different and they all use completely different techniques and their setups. I love speaking to people who have worked with us for a while and hearing about well, usually how much they love working with our clients which is amazing. But also we like to use this technique and combine it with this and then somebody else will take be quite kind of stern and other, other ones are, are all kind of arty and floaty. And what makes a good fit for pineapple is to be your own person, but open-minded and, and caring. Yeah, and not shaming. And and I would say, I mean, you don't have to know everything about the adult industry, but it is good to know, I think, enough so that you're not spending the whole time having someone explain their work to you. Well, this, this is one of the things I say, because we do have some therapists that start with us that haven't worked with people in the adult industry before. Mm-hmm. I usually send them to our YouTube channel to watch a few nice. of those videos. And um, Jenna, who is one of our directors, and she was one of the first therapists with Apple. She helped me and worked for, well, not for free, but... She had a long backlog of invoices until we started getting sponsored. And she'd have sessions with clients. And just when a client said something she didn't know or understand, rather than asking the client about it at the time, she just wrote down a list of words that she wasn't sure about. And then every so often I'd get a phone call, Leah, can you just explain what these words are, please? Yeah. (laughs) But that's what's also great is that pineapple is a is a resource and a community for all of us to, you know, make sure we're informed about about all of that. I mean, obviously, people take their own life and struggle with suicidality and have mental health struggles in all careers. It's not just sex work. And I think when people hear that sex workers need mental health support, often folks think like, oh, well, of course they do. They've been abused because they're in sex work. No one else would want to do sex. You know, they have all these preconceived notions and not always true. Most of the time, not true, but there are people who have these issues that are also sex workers. So how do we demand mental health support for the adult industry, but not stigmatize people who are in sex work you know like it feels like this double-edged sword a bit yeah it does and it is 
you know, there's, there were a few companies when we were setting up that, that felt that way. Like, well, if, if we sponsor you, it's like we're saying that there's there's mental there's health a problem. problem. Yeah. And so, you know, almost every single community has specified therapy or charity or uh, or whatever, you know, if you're doing the army, the police, medical, every therapist has a therapist. And actually, I think uh, a lot of sex workers, their job is therapy. A lot of it's listening, a lot of it's caring, giving somebody either emotional or, or physical support. Yeah, so, and we say in my field, every therapist needs a good therapist. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and I, I think I think the way to bring on this thing around it really is just to keep talking about it and for for sex workers to to speak out, to be open about their mental health, and it's fucking hard, to show themselves as real people because I think that's another problem that a lot of people that watch porn see the porn performer as a, you know, it's not, it's not a real person, not a real person with emotions, or... Oh, it's not an intelligent person. That picture's really they're clearly fucked up. Yada yada yada. The, the more the more people in the industry who show the the true real side of themselves, I think that's I think that's the way to break down the, the stigma surrounding it. But it's it's time and and society likes to change its mind very slowly. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this even in in undergrad, you know, when I was going to college, the school I went to at Stanford, you know, they were all about like, this is the happiest college. We have a sunny, beautiful campus and everything is great. And people were struggling. And so when people did, you know, die by suicide, it got like pushed under the rug. And so even outside of the sex work industry, there is this fear of you know being put into that category of you know mental health struggles there still is this stigma and so I just think it's definitely worse in the adult industry because there's already this stigma around it but yeah this is this is everywhere um it's so it's really tough how have you because obviously you've been very successful with pineapple how have you helped kind of navigate the pushback um that you've gotten either from companies or people who don't want to support or are like we don't need help um persistence (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't charisma Uh, persistence i mean well there also there have there have been other companies who have come in that haven't been either sex workers or involved in the industry and sometimes people can in the sex work industry can be a little bit um I don't know, not trusting of others coming in and being like, let us save you. And so how have you sort of come in with a different approach? We're not religious. (laughs) 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 That's it. (laughs) You know, actually down to, I won't even even work with uh, religious therapists. Uh, We had, we we, we took one, I, I just haven't, Spotted it on their on their website. It was right at the very bottom. And actually, some we we matched a client with this therapist, and they said, "I've just seen their website, and you know, it's, and it's all very faith based." Like, Fuck. And I looked and, and, and emailed them and removed them. So I'm very very sorry, but there are too many people in the adult space that have been Pros- proselytized, like tried yeah. to be saved. Yeah. Tried to, yeah. There we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which uh, which is tough because I imagine there are, and I know some people who are, you know, religious and work with those organizations that do wonderful work that aren't pushing that on people, but that is sort of the, uh, yeah. I think the fear around that, that it's like, what's the cost of getting support from you? Yes. Yes. And, and you know, there, there are organizations out there that maybe started off religious, they're not religious anymore, but they still have that stigma attached to them. Um, mm. You know, we have our board members for a variety of different faiths, but it's never brought into any of the actual running of the, of the organization. And yeah. we, we won't take any donations off religious organizations. We won't take, yeah. we won't invite people to join the board that are highly religious as in part of a church or part of a yeah uh so yeah for me it's just it's just really really important for trust yeah I don't know if you agree with this but I think I really like that adage of like nothing about us without us and I do feel like pineapple does a pretty good job integrating um performers and sex workers involvement just w- w- whether it's people on the board or people who have started the company or you know people who are involved in what's needed or teaching classes and so it's not just like we're doing this for you to save you it's it's community based and inclusive i don't know what do you yeah for? absolutely and that's one of the reasons why we started pineapples united which is a the pineapples membership uh, that was launched Ooh, a few months ago, where basically you can donate uh, X amount a month. You can choose from $10, $10 a month, $25, $50, or $100. And just you know, however much you donate, you're just a kind of a support member. But what that means is that you can join us for quarterly meetings with board members. So because we know that a lot of people, yeah, great, they want to support a charity, but you want to actually have your voice heard and go, you know, I think you're doing great, but that you could be doing more of this. Or were you aware that there's a problem in the industry with X, Y, and Z that maybe we don't, you know, we don't know about? So, so that that for me was a really, really wonderful way to really include people and say, you know, I want to, I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear your voice. I want to know what 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 the community thinks that we need to do. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you already named a few, but what do you feel like have been and maybe still are some of the biggest barriers to, to mental health in the adult industry? Insurance. Insurance. It's, it's very, very hard to get a, a decent insurance if you're working in the adult industry and affordable insurance because of, it's a high-risk job. Uh, if you do have insurance, you're likely not to be connected with a sex worker, positive therapist. It can be old school thought damaging to your career if you're open about your your mental health struggles and can be used against you. I think you nailed it when you were saying about people looking at, um, you know, performers as this object. Um, I think the main thing that is across all of the sex workers that I've seen in my practice is, you know, they want to uphold this uh, character that people view them as because this is what they're selling. Um, and especially during the pandemic when folks are feeling burnt out and being depressed and stuck at yeah. home and all these things, they're like, how do I share this that I can't get my custom videos back in a timely manner because I'm depressed because I don't want to lose my, you know, they'll just go somewhere else. And so yeah. there, yeah, there is this like, how do I be a real person 
while also selling a character. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And um, it's, it's a real tough balance for people in the adult industry to do that. Because, you know, you need to be real. Uh, but, you know, particularly if you're... But not too real. <laughs> but not too real, yeah. Give a little bit of yourself away, but not too much, but yeah it's really, it's really which is like it's like this it reminds me of like bullshit like first dates right where it's like don't be too crazy too soon like just just a little bit until <laughs> until you like wrap them in you know <laughs> just just get it all out on the first date do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but i see it all the time you know there's people that have full-on breakdowns on on twitter and and it's hard because the industry is so isolating that you sometimes don't feel like you have any other outlet. You don't feel like you have anyone else to talk to. And the people that you tend to converse with, particularly if you're a camp performer, are your, your fans. Yeah. So that, that becomes the um, online uh, presence becomes your reality. Yeah. And yeah. so, of course, that's where you're going to vent. Of course, that's where you're going to uh, open up to because that's that's what you have become accustomed to. And I imagine another barrier to mental health would be like um, managers and companies um, and things like that, like agents. Uh, I think they're getting a lot better now. Uh, okay. Depending depending on which country you work in, which has been very interesting. What has shifted, do you think, to make it better? I think I think this the the suicide probably made a little shift. You know, no one wants their agency to be known for performers taking their lives. I think that people are speaking out more about mental health. I think having an organization like Pineapple Support that the majority of the adult industry is a part of makes it okay, you know, oh, oh, it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing. Everyone's on board. The big companies are on board. That's okay. We can, we can join in too. Yeah. Um, uh, like having, having it be trend, like trendy almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's cool. Hey, Slutty Scholars, just a quick pause for those advertiser messages. Please check them out and buy the advertiser products because I personally check them out and approve them. Doesn't mean you're going to love them, but it does help the podcast. So the more you support the advertisers, the more it supports me being able to keep doing this. So one of my favorite things about knowing myself sexually is knowing that I usually need a warm-up before connecting with others. It's sometimes nice when a partner joins me for this, but it's important not to depend on another person for my arousal, desire, and pleasure. That's where Dipsy comes in. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S&S. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. They have new content every week and help you to start fantasizing and create some erotic energy. They also feature wellness sessions that are not inherently sexual and sensual bedtime stories or soundscapes to help you get ready for bed. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S&S. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsestories.com slash S&S. Dipsystories.com slash S&S. 
And while you're at it, treat yourself to some new lube, especially as we get ready for hopefully a more connected summer. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone and a little vitamin E. The vitamin E helps leave a velvety finish that actually moisturizes the skin. They're offering listeners a 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S&S at uberlube.com. Uberlube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. This is especially great for fun shower time. I keep one in my shower, one on my nightstand, and one in my to-go bag. It's essential. Just make sure it's compatible with whatever toy you're using it on. It also doubles great as an anti-frizz serum for your hair. And right now, they're offering listeners a special 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S&S at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code S-A-N-D-S at uberlube.com. Now, back to the episode. I'm, st- I'm struggling with getting into Romania. That's Ooh, my... Romania. Mm. What, a- what is it about Romania? I mean, I can make some guesses, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're just not open to therapy. And it's very interesting the first time that I went to a conference there and it was, uh, a person came up to me and said, oh, you're, you're, the, you're the one that set up pineapple support. And generally I'm like, yeah, because I expect them to go, ace. And he went, who the fuck do you think you are? Giving performers, uh, giving, giving the models uh, just another excuse to complain about the, the cam studios. You know, the fuck, you know, we're and it was in front of loads of people, and I went, why don't we go over there, sit on that couch, and we can actually have a discussion about what pineapple sport really does. And we chatted, and after 10 minutes, and his voice was getting lower and lower and lower, he decided it was an incredible organization who was going to do anything that he possibly could to help. But it was that immediate uh, defense um, assumption that we were somehow trying to attack the studios or as I said, trying to giving giving the models a, a, a platform to to complain on. No, we're trying to we're giving the models a platform to empower themselves, to feel better, to have better relationships, to feel better about themselves. Yeah. So so that's gonna be my tactic eventually. When we can start traveling again and I can wheeze on my way in. To, to find a good therapist in Romania. And that's another one of the problems that a lot of therapists there are not sex worker positive. It's really hard to find sex worker positive therapists in Romania. Um, but I'd like to find somebody that can start off just by going around the studios and doing like, group workshops on self-esteem and doing group workshops on body image and things like that and, and start really, really positive. Very slow. Yeah, and maybe in ways that doesn't use the word therapy, but more like c- community building. Res- I don't yeah. know what, whatever yeah. way like resonates with that culture specifically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's so tough. I mean, I think what are some of the yeah what are some of the main reasons that people do call in? Like, have you what kind of themes have you seen with what folks are are struggling with? Depression, anxiety, relationships. <laughs> the same thing of why <laughs> yeah. most people reach out to therapy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know, we, we did a, 
know if you if you remember, ages ago we did a mental health survey. Um, it's completely anonymous, but almost everything was close to close to the US average. You know, we have you ever suffered with blah 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 blah, and the majority was somewhere a little above, somewhere a little below. Yeah, but I mean, sexual trauma. You would have thought that that would be a lot higher, or you know, that's the stigma surrounding right. the adult industry. You know, everyone's damaged or little broken dolls, and it was something like three percent higher. Like, which, which for me was beautiful. I love seeing that. Yeah. Um, anxiety was was a lot higher. I think that's possibly because uh, a lot of people get into the adult industry because. If they have anxiety, it allows them to to work around it. So it's actually a great industry to work in if you if you suffer from anxiety. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was a most of it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, especially if you can be your own boss and kind of set your own schedule and stay home if you have anxiety, like that could be a great, a wonderful fit. Yeah, exactly. You, you wake up one day and you just want to hide in the duvet. You can do that. Yeah. How, what about during the pandemic? Did you, what, what did pineapple see during COVID times? Ooh. What do you want? <laughs> still, still too soon. <laughs> it's still going up. Still, yeah. it's not, it's still going up. Uh, so you saw, I mean, I, I know this because you shared with me, but for listeners, yeah. it, there was a huge increase in demand. And that's been true for all therapists, myself included. Almost every therapist I know right now is full and not taking on new clients. Mm -hmm. So I think with the pandemic, we saw a huge increase across the board in people needing therapy, wanting therapy, finally taking the step to do therapy, and pineapple is included in that, it seems like. Yeah, we had in, I think it was April 2019, it was something like four people applied for therapy. Uh, January 2020, because, you know, it was growing, it was growing through um, through 2019. Uh, we had around 50, and then by April we were having 150 a month, more or less, continually. And now I think the, the, the U.S. and Europe are pretty steady. Uh, we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of new clients coming to us in Colombia. I think that's with all the riots and everything that's been going on there, and the COVID situation is still terrible. It's, uh, yeah, uh, we're now averaging around 180 therapy requests a month. And how do you manage it when when things are full? I mean, I guess if you're a therapist listening, uh, we're always looking for new therapists. (laughs) And and we've still got some space for that therapist in. So, yeah, if you're from an obscure place, please do. Um, Yeah, what are the places it's been hardest to find therapists? Texas, Arizona. New Jersey, New York. They're off the top of my head. But this really, New York is hard to find? I would think like big city centers would be easier. We've hardly got any therapists in New York. I think we have three. So I, I was surprised by that as well. I think the, ba- the big issue that this makes me think of that I've been struggling with, and I, I imagine you've had to, I know we've had to have conversations around these bullshit state-to-state regulations where, for example, for myself, I'm licensed in the state of California, but I can, I've also um, 
can sometimes see folks in Florida, but you have to apply. But most every other state, you have to either pass a different exam, an additional exam, you know, pay an extra fee. There, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And so, ridiculous. yeah, and it's like, yes, I think, yes, it's important to know the laws of the state that you're working in if you need to report something. Um, but in my opinion, I think it's only done for money reasons. It's only like capitalistic interstate competition, but it can make therapy so inaccessible, especially if the type of therapist you're looking for isn't in your area or people are full. And so, especially during COVID when people had to move home because they lost their job legally, you were supposed to terminate therapy with them if they went to another state or cross state lines. And it's bullshit. (laughs) It's absolute bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I mean, in, in Europe, doesn't matter what country you're qualified in, you can practice in Europe. And the only reason you can't practice in the US is because your insurance doesn't cover you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think some of our therapists might in Europe do have insurance that covers them in the US, which yeah. is fantastic. Uh, but that's, yeah, it, it's, it makes no sense to me. Surely... One exam isn't harder than another. Maybe it is. Maybe it's easier to become a therapist in one state than I, I don't. I don't know. But you would have thought there'd be a governing body for the US. Yeah. How have you How have you dealt with that? We work with therapists who provide coaching or have their own coaching companies as well. So we don't work with anyone who isn't a licensed, insured therapist or counsellor, but we do work with people who also have coaching companies. So providing a client isn't high risk, obviously if a client is high risk, then we either have to um, refer them out um, or or let them know, you know, we don't have a therapist available for you in that state. You're going to have to wait, you're going to have to go to X, Y, or Z. Usually we do a little bit of research to, you know, to, to try and find somewhere else for them to go, but we can't guarantee it's going to be sex work positive. Yeah, but that is that is how we've been getting around it, and you know, so 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 far so good. We haven't had to turn anyone away because of um, lack of therapists. I think we've maybe got two two people on a waiting list, which, when you consider of 180 applicants a month, I think two people on a waiting list isn't too bad. Yeah. And what do you feel like has been the most helpful thing in like keeping all of this going? You know, obviously f- funding, like how, <laughs> <what's>, yeah, <laughs> money. money, give your money. Money, money. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, amazing, amazing therapists. The support from a lot of performers who are on social media and they do tag us or drop us a DM when they see somebody struggling and we, we reach out. Uh, Kirsty and Kelly could not survive without Kirsty and Kelly. <laughs> so other folks, other folks from the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and our sponsors. And it's been hard. It's been hard this year because no one knew what was going to happen with COVID. And yeah. there was all the struggles with Visa MasterCard. Uh, and uh, well, can you, can you share a little more about the Visa MasterCard struggles? Um. I can. I don't want to get anything wrong. There is a organization that is targeting porn websites 
that was originally a very religious organization. They're now masquerading as something that is not religious. And because they are doing this, they are now getting listened to by the states. Um, yeah. And it has got to a point where they got to a point where, where the accusations were around child trafficking. Um, and it got to Visa MasterCard, and Visa MasterCard said they didn't want to deal with tube site, tube sites, but particular one that, um, and, and yeah, withdrew the use of their platform. Yeah. Basically meaning that, you know, people maybe either couldn't pay or then people weren't, you know, who were legal consensual sex workers weren't getting paid. Well, this Um, was the thing that, you know, the, the tube sites are showing free videos. So most people aren't paying and taking away the, the payment page, the only thing that was doing was really harming the sex workers who chose to be on there, who chose who to were legal videos. and paid. And yeah, I oh, mean, the, the, to, uh, the thing I would add, and this is something I've talked about on the podcast quite a bit. So go back to probably literally all the episodes <laughs> if you want to reference this. Um, but, you know, fo- I don't think anyone I've had on the podcast supports child sex trafficking. Um, but that's sort of the way in that a lot of people go is, oh, we're making these rules and regulations to end, to stop, to, um, you know, not have sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, childhood sexual abuse happening. But then that gets lumped in with all sex work. And then people whose livelihoods, you know, depend on this are affected as well and can't get their money, are affected in terms of safety, in terms of their lives, their livelihoods. So it gets grouped in together. I'm going to do a little shout out for ASACP just there, because they are another adult industry nonprofit and they, they do deal with sex trafficking. And all, um, oh, and say, what, what is this organization? Say more a- about it. ASACP. Do not ask me what it stands for. I guess I'm not going to remember. And what do they do? Um, It's uh, specifically for the adult industry, but they deal with sex trafficking, um, with child trafficking reports. So if you feel like you, if if you see something that's not right, um, that's where you report it. And they work very closely with the the police and and the government. Um, They say actually the worst the worst and the most, those most frequent reports they get are from cam models who are performing and the client will bring a child into the room. So actually the other way around. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Um, that got me so distracted because there's so much <laughs> we can talk about with that. Yeah. This episode is not about that. No. Um, <laughs> well, that's why we now work very closely with them because when that yeah. happens, they ask our details on yeah. the performer because you know the, yeah. the performer needs support after seeing support like totally. Um, so something new that you are also doing at Pineapple is, I guess, doing some trainings. It sounds like in helping folks if they're seeing a struggle mental health wise for someone, what, what they can look out for and how they can get support for either people that are working for them or in their company or in the community. Like tell me a little bit about this initiative and and what that does. Well, currently it's a concept. Okay. Tell me me about this. Tell me about this concept. This is a concept that came into my my head last week. 
which means it's going to be done within the next month because that's what that's happens. Um, but the idea is, you know, we, we provide mental health care on a one-on-one basis. We do group support. We have provide a lot of webinars for um, people who work in the adult industry to learn about mental health and different ways to, to combat and just to understand uh, yeah, we've I, done ones. I mean, I did some, but they've done ones on um, on burnout, on self esteem, on body image, on relationships, on on trauma. You know, all, all sorts of things. They're yeah. pretty great, great ones. Uh, and we have actually done uh, some trainings, which you can find on our YouTube, absolutely free, on um, on suicide prevention and crisis intervention. And you know, those those courses usually usually costs a, a decent amount of money. It's, it's a two and a half hour video. You can take breaks, you can press pause, you can go get a cup of coffee, have a wee, but it's, it's really worth watching. Uh, but really, but, but <laughs> Have a wee. That's my favorite British expression. <laughs> have a wee. <laughs> um, but, you know, when, when we do these, the, the concept of our webinars is that we're, we want to tackle problems at the root. And actually it was, it was, a, it was something that cropped up in a meeting I had recently about, you know, how can we work together more and how can we help our staff? And it's like, well, trainings for the staff, trainings for the people who work, for example, the cam companies, there is always kind of model liaisons. If we can train them, people who are working one-on-one with the models, what to look out for, what, you know, what are the, the small signs that, that can be spotted, bef- you know, b- before someone gets to a crisis point, or if someone's considering taking their life, there's occasionally a pattern, or you know, things 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 that you can look out for. And if we can if we can train the the staff on what to look out for, if we can train the staff on what to do if someone's in crisis, because often there are performers live online in crisis and if a performer support can cut in talk to them be trained in crisis intervention and talk them down then how incredible would that be that's that's cutting out the middleman that's cutting out the oh i don't know what to do you need to call this number no we're going to if you can be trained if you know what to do if you've got that confidence and you can you know at least talk to them for for 10 to 20 minutes and then yeah. if, if when they're in a calmer place, pass them on to, to someone who's, who's more qualified. But yeah. So it's uh, like, it's like, it's like CPR training, you know, basically like getting emergency response training. So you're not maybe a doctor or a therapist, but you can at least do yeah. some community based stuff yeah, to get exactly. a person to a place where they can reach out. Exactly. When they're able. Exactly. And we, you know, we also want to do training on, um, genders and language I mean that's something that I I personally really want to 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 learn more about uh you know as a cisgender white female running a mental health nonprofit, it's really really important to to understand as much as possible um different communities yeah well I know I'm a fan of pineapple support so how can folks um either get resources if they're, you know, online sex workers uh, listening or join or give you money. (laughs) Um, 
What's uh, the best ways to get it, to get involved? You can go to pineapplesupport.org. If you want to get involved, there's a little bit at the top that says get involved. And you can either volunteer and get trained as a listener. You can donate. Amazing. You can become part of um, Pineapples United and donate every month. Even more amazing. Um, or just just retweet, spread the message, and, and look out for anyone that does need support and make sure that they know that we are here for them. And if you are in the adult industry and you do feel like you need somebody to talk to, as we all do from time to time, then go to pineapplesupport.org and hit the therapy tab. There's a therapy request form. It's super easy to fill out. It's HIPAA compliant. It's extremely secure. And we can generally get you connected to a therapist within three to five days. Amazing. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining and, and sharing a little more. And again, listeners, if you want to follow what I'm doing uh, on the podcast, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to rate and review and check out the advertisers because all of that helps keep the podcast going. Thank you so much. Yeah.